On this episode, I get the pleasure of speaking with Mark Fidelman. If you're not already familiar with his name, he is a best-selling author, he writes for Forbes magazine, he's a marketing and sales expert, as well as a social media guru. Mark and I speak about how to stay engaged with new marketing trends, what most mortgage brokers are doing wrong right now, and how to stand out and get noticed in your niche market. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. Listen in as CEO John Maddox of Fund Loans reveals tips, secrets, and origination ideas to fill your pipeline with million dollar opportunities. All right, welcome to the show. Mark, thanks for joining me. Always a pleasure, John. You know. Glad to have you here. Yeah. And uh, so, as uh, as my intro said, you're a marketing expert, sales expert. You've you've done some mortgages in your past. You've you've uh, written for Forbes. You know what's going on in the, in the trends. You've done some influencing. You work with influencers. Uh, you know, mortgage. Our listeners not necessarily are the guys or girls that are going to be just great at technology. You know, they're they know finance. They know loans. They know how to structure a mortgage. But but how does someone keep kind of keep in line with the new trends when it comes to marketing. You know, a lot of people pick something that they've known that's worked in the past and they just stick with it and stick with it. And they come to find out that the world's changed and things are different now, right? And like, you know, and, and they can't necessarily reach people by sending out mailers or, you know, by by buying radio spots because no one listens to the freaking radio anymore. So like how does someone keep how would you what would you tell someone to like stay in line with the new trends and you know what what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm a little unique unique in that respect. There's two things that I do. One is I follow influencers in the space so they're doing it well. First of all, I would listen to this podcast and or watch it on yeah. YouTube because you're learn, interviewing right? some killer guests that are probably giving out some great information. Yeah. When I take it a step further, I say, look, if I really want to know what so-and-so is doing because he or she is just blowing up the mortgage industry, they're very successful, I'll mm-hmm. go interview them. Okay. And I'll say, I'm interviewing you because I'm going to put you on my blog. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do a favor for you, or I'm going to get you into a, you know, with a reporter that I know very well, and they'll write you up in Forbes or something like that. So I take it a step further for me. You kind of add value. Totally add value. I want that person that's blowing it up to know that I'm going to give them something for giving me the information that you know to become a better mortgage loan officer, for example. So I go all out, whatever it takes to learn how the best are doing it, and I don't stop until I know. And then I try to replicate it if I can, if I have the talent. That's good. That's yeah. really good advice. So you like give it, give us an example of maybe one you've done, like not necessarily necessarily with mortgages, but like with any kind of you know other person out there. That's- yeah, there's some people there uh, that are out there that really do Facebook ads extremely well. And yeah. So I'm like, God, I mean, we've tried, we we're not successful. So I went and interviewed them and put them onto Forbes magazine. Now I realize <laughs> most of the people here aren't gonna be able to do that, but you yeah. could do it with a blog. You could do it with there's there's other ways you could do it. You could match them up with a reporter that talks about what you're doing and, and kind of do like some, an arbitrage where you like you know that this person would be good for that, like a matchmaker. Exactly. Like, yeah. You got to get real creative. Yeah. It's, but the good news is you get to learn what this person's doing. So we figured out what they were doing with Facebook ads to really move the needle. And it turns out it was a combination of income and all these different parameters within Facebook to really narrow down the audience that they were successful in driving the leads that we couldn't drive. Now, there's no way 
I would have got that information on my own unless I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars experimenting with it. Right. And in one phone call, we were able to figure out what he was doing and learn from him and utilize that, uh, well, his experience into our, our own world, which saved us a ton of money and made us a lot of money. So does Facebook make it make it easy to learn how to do that, or do they have do they have tutorials and? There's, I mean, the tutorials are very high level. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to know how to do Facebook well, you've got to interview and talk to these experts that are doing it. They're right. making companies millions of dollars. I mean, even a mortgage loan officer could do well with Facebook ads if they know right. what they're doing. Yeah. So um, I've heard Facebook change some of their stuff. Is that is that affected? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of along with the first question I had was how do you stay current on these trends? Like. I've heard Facebook's made it harder for people to, to target income and yes, because of the whole it, income inequality and all that it, stuff. It's true. I think it's a big mistake as a Facebook shareholder. I, I do not like the fact they took that away from marketers, but there's right. other ways that you can get at it. I mean, you could like you what could, they like people like yachts. They like, you know, if you want to look for yeah, a jumbo, if you subscribe home. to yacht living, it's <laughs> probably a good, there's probably a good target for you. If yeah. that's, you know, your high end target market, but there's also like owns a Lexus or, you know, uh, subscribes to a rob report you yeah. know, stuff like that <laughs> there are going to be people that you can target that right. you know for a jumbo loan and stuff like zip that. codes help too mm-hmm. so you can target by zip code so they let you still do zip codes yes it's not like redlining or <laughs> it's not redlining. <laughs> that's good no. um so what do you think most like i, I know you don't did keep your finger on the pulse of mortgage brokers necessarily but you know you know trends and you know what biz you know a lot about business so like what, mm-hmm. what would you say what would be your best guess of what most mortgage people are doing wrong these days my best guess about what mortgage people are doing you know doing the rates have gone up you've yeah, bought a house up. recently you know yeah i mean if you haven't moved more into purchase activity if you yeah. haven't built up your realtor referral system before you're probably in a little bit of trouble but you could do uh heloc loans you could do uh more of the b type loans you could work with fun loans and do some yeah. of the loans you couldn't do before you know call all, all of them buy new products absolutely and just not doing the same thing over and over right like the definition of insanity the times that was the whole thing with me in the mortgage industry i started off in mortgage uh after college mm-hmm. and for me it was very frustrating to see these ups and downs i mean the good times were the really good times <laughs> right. right yeah but the tough times are tough because not because you're not doing your job and you're not working hard it's because right. just the sheer volume isn't there people yeah. don't need to refinance because the rates have gone up that was very frustrating to me but what i saw the best do at the time, you know, they they'd built up a, a referral system from realtors, mm-hmm. and they also took on more HELOCs and other creative loans Just that helped else the needs it. Yeah, because it's going to come back. We all right. know it's going to come back. The question is when. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed. You know, just from my perspective, I see, like you said, you know, mortgage brokers do really well. And then when the things change, it's like they downsize, they sell their houses, they, you know, and it's like it. It's sad to me because it's like they're a boat being just shifted in wherever the wind goes versus saying, you know, I'm going to take control of my future, take control of my destiny. I'm going to make it no matter what. And I got to figure out how, you know, where's the need? Where are the people that, you know, need these loans and what kind of products and just say, I'm not going to be that ship that just gets blown around. You know, I'm going to be the freaking, you know tanker that goes and just figures it out. Like, do you think there's ways for mortgage brokers to do that? For me, I go back to my old strategy. I go interview the people that are doing extremely well, and so I just yeah, learn. Find out people that are that are killing it. And I do 
I just replicate what they do, and then I add my own creativity to it to make it better. Right, That's right. what I try to do, right? Sometimes they're just really talented, and they have a bunch of relationships they built up. But learn from that. Yeah. Build up your relationships now, so when you have another difficult time, you have those relationships to, to, uh, to go to. That's good. Yeah, we were talking about yesterday in a meeting about relationships and just, you know, like some mortgage brokers have people that would go, like go to a wedding or, you know, like if you had a, some kind of main event, like a 40th birthday, it's like, would these people come to those events? Like, like would your referral partners actually want to be around you? Yeah. And do you have referral partners that are that close in your life that you, that you would say, yeah, oh yeah, they would be at my wedding. They would be at my 40th birthday or whatever, 50th birthday. And, and, uh, you know, I could, I could hang out with them. I could go, you know, dinner with them and chat. Like, I think people don't have enough referral partners like that, whether it's a real estate agent or whether it's a CPA or financial planner. Right. I mean, yeah, if you're not getting at least 10 or more solid referrals every single month, you haven't done enough to set up your referral network. Yeah, that's you a good just point. haven't. I mean, you've, yeah. you've, if, so if, if you're listening to this and you haven't built that up, you're behind because the best I've seen have got way more than ten, but at least ten Man. in order to survive. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise, you know, those ten will shrink, and you know, you gotta have you gotta have it there. Um, so, like to that point, what would you do if you said like whatever you're doing all of a sudden stopped working? You're like, I'm gonna get back in the mortgage business. Yeah, which I know you probably think would be crazy, but no, not necessarily. <laughs> I was, I see how, how would you start? Time. Like, what would you do to just start over? Like. Would you start with technology or would you start with the relationships or both? Or would you have a multifaceted attack pr- approach? What would I, you- I think if I did, I'd totally disrupt this this whole industry based on everything I know. Yeah. I mean, I would be on Facebook, Google. I'd be doing videos like this, mm-hmm. probably three times the frequency that you're doing them. Yeah. I think you're doing them once a week. Yep. I'd do them every, every freaking day. Yeah. I would be on there, talk about my thoughts. I'd build up my personality, my fame. I, would, I want to connect with you so that you'll call me to say, hey, I want to do business with you. Yeah. Be like an expert in the field. So people not like want to use you as, you know, as their go-to. Absolutely. I do Facebook lives. You know, I wouldn't necessarily talk about mortgages. I'd talk about real estate. I'd talk about trends. I'd talk about things that people are interested in. My target audience is interested in. And I'd pick a niche. You know, I'd be the guy, I'd be the B money guy, or I'd, I'd be, pick some niche that nobody else has got a space in. And I'd make sure that, you know, Hey, anytime I got this type of loan, I'm going to Mark. Yeah. And then I would promote it like hell on Facebook, Google, Instagram, everywhere you can think that of. That means you have to invest in yourself, though. I, that's my <laughs> MO. I just invest. Would you take out a loan? Like, would you use your credit card to invest in yourself? Yes. It makes sense, right? Because it'll yep. pay. If you're not investing in yourself, if you don't believe in yourself, then it's what are you going to do, right? But it's I like, wouldn't do it haphazardly. I'd have yeah. a plan. You have I'd to say, get a plan. this is my niche. Here's my audience. Here's how I'm going to reach my audience, because I've done that research. And I would just... Put on my, you know, my best face and my, you know, get real educational content. You know, it should be some blabbering mouth mm-hmm. and I would go for it, but I'd promote it. I do Facebook yeah. lives, all these videos. I promote it like crazy. That's how I get back in the mortgage industry. <laughs> That's cool. So look out. <laughs> well, come to think of it, I mean, you can learn almost anything now online, right? You can yeah. learn Spanish, you can learn German, you can learn Chinese, anything. You could, you could, you could become an expert at things really fast by just watching videos. So 
by doing that yourself, you know, and like you said, don't just do mortgages, do, you know, you could do like home design. You could talk about remodeling your house. Everyone, dude, so many people love HGTV, right? I mean, they, yeah. they just, they're addicted to it. They watch it. They want to see how this person's going to flip. It's the same thing. You're flipping a house. It's like the same thing over and over, but they, it's like every episode they're, yeah, they're getting a contractor. Yep. They're, you know, getting the design. Yep. They're doing the same thing over and over, but it's just another house and people want to see it. So I agree. Like just doing more content um, and just being the expert. Like be, it's almost like if you don't do stuff, people aren't going to find you. You're never going to have any, right. any, any uh, referrals. You got to like, it's sort of a stupid analogy, but someone said like, if, if you're not marketing, it's like um, being in a dark room and winking at a girl, you know, she doesn't know what you only, you're the only one that knows yeah. what you're doing. Like they, no one else knows what you're doing. So it's like, you got to get out there, get awareness. You got to, you got to get people to, uh, you know, just to know what you're doing. Especially and, when your competitors got the uh, flashlight on himself in that dark room and they're the only person <laughs> they see, right? Yeah, it's true. How are you going to beat that? Right. Yeah. That's coming if it's not here already. Well, that's why I think when you said find a niche, you know, there's certain niches that that banks and uh, big mortgage companies like, you know, Guaranteed Rate or, you know, LD, Loan Depot, they're never going to get into. There's there's just certain niches they're just never going to be in because it just doesn't make sense. But but non-QM, there are a lot of people getting back into non-QM or getting into non-QM right now. But a lot of them don't want to do the homework. They don't want to they don't want to study. They don't want to learn about it. They just want to do easy loans, right? Yeah. So, um, well, the other thing I, I have to mention here is that a lot of people think, oh, just because you focus on a niche, yeah, that's the only loans you're going to get. No, no. People are going to see you do non-QM, for example, if that's what you, you want to do. Right. And they're going to want, they're going to come to you for QM loans yeah. because they just know you. They've developed a relationship and they know, hey, just because he's talking about non-QM all the time doesn't mean he can't do all these other loans. Right. So just because you pick a niche does not mean you're stuck in that niche. You'll get, you'll get business outside of that. You'll see. So true. It's so, that's really true, actually. Um, what are some, you said, you mentioned Facebook. We're talking about social media tools. Like I know I've seen you on Instagram. Uh, are, there, are there some others that you say that you got to be on, right? Like you got to find out what, I guess you got to find out what target, where your audience, like what is your audience and where are they? Yeah, that's number one. Because it doesn't matter if you're on Instagram, if nobody you're targeting is on Instagram, which isn't true in the mortgage industry, obviously they're on Instagram, but maybe you're targeting really high net worth individuals with homes over $5 million. Right. Probably not on Instagram. That would just be my guess. Maybe they are. Yeah. But I find out where they are and then I make sure I put myself in front of them every chance I got. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing about social media, you got to be really careful you should all be building email lists behind the scenes because that's really the only thing, the only medium you can control at this point. Maybe text messages as well. That gets annoying over time. But um, So you want to be doing everything on social media to drive them to some landing page to get their email address mm-hmm. so that whenever you have a promotion, whatever you have something that you want to talk about, um, you have an email address that hopefully you're segmenting. That's a whole other episode. And through that segmentation, you're sending out emails automatically that talk to these people, mm-hmm. educate them. And hopefully, you know, when the time comes, they reach out to you instead of somebody else to get their loan. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, so are there any other tools you think like, um, you know, obviously YouTube's I mean, good. I mean, YouTube's good. I mean, even when to go to the next step, I really like YouTube. It's can, can be expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should be gathering data about everything that you do. That's a whole nother discussion. Um, maybe bring on a data expert here. But data is, you know, you're doing all these things, but 
is it working? Yeah. And then what's working? And then once you figure out what's working, you do more of it. You right. do more of it. So let's say I did an Instagram story mm-hmm. about non-QM. You got I, some comments or you got some yeah. interactions, what you're looking for. Right. So then I take that and I say, okay, what else can I do creatively around this? Mm-hmm. Maybe I could talk about a, a loan that I did that nobody else could do. Right. Right? Maybe I talk about that story. And right. that resonates with a few people. And then there's more comments. And I keep going around and, f- and talking to people in my office about what non-QM loans have you done? Let's let's promote those stories. Let's talk about those stories that people know that we're really the experts here. Yeah. I always like to think of uh, creative ways. You know, it's kind of how I got my success was to find ways that other people are not going. Like everyone says realtors, right? right? So like that's the most common go-to as a realtor. But I just kind of started staying away from realtors or I try to find a way that I could actually give a realtor a referral, kind of flip it around, like do yeah. the opposite. What about like, I just talked to someone recently about um, bartenders seeming to be a good referral source. Really? Yeah. I just, but you know, you want to know like, of course, cause they're talking to people, right? They talk to people all day long. Yeah. If there was a way that, you know, high end, place where high-end people go, you know, I think we mentioned on one of the podcasts was like Four Seasons or, you know, places like that. Like, but that's, that's just the same thing as like finding, you know, your audience, finding out someone that could connect you to that audience and then, you know, working that relationship, just kind of like what we just talked about. So yeah. is there any other kind of things like that, that you think would be out of the box besides, uh, besides a realtor? Besides a realtor? Accountants? Yeah. Um, what a high-end people... You know who do they talk to? Financiers, hairdressers, hairdressers <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe somebody, a financial advisors. Yeah, right. Um, bankers, maybe, but yeah. bankers usually have their own loans that they're doing. But if they can't do so, a, a standard loan, so a lot of our uh, our our clientele is is self employed. So where do you find self employed borrowers? I find I would find self employed. I, I I'd probably target. Uh, I don't know, Better Business Bureau or any place where these people are, are hanging out. Maybe the, maybe account, I'd go back to accountants. Accountants, yeah, they deal with businesses. Yeah, and, and they yeah. know what's good. They know what's up. Right. Um, and I don't know how well people hit them. I mean, this isn't yeah. something new, so I'm sure there's people out there that are doing that, but uh, I do it in a very creative way. Yeah, like by adding value to that accountant somehow. Somehow, some way, like referring business or... Yeah. Just something that helps them. There's no laws against buying, I don't think, about buying <laughs> an accountant like a, a gift card to dinner, you know, like, and then maybe making a relationship like that. Yeah. I know title companies can't do that kind of stuff anymore, but right. I think as a, as a mortgage person, you can't pay someone on a loan, you know, and share a commission. That's, that's, it's against Dodd-Frank, but, um, Antilla, uh, Respa. Oh, one of those, <laughs> but, um, it certainly is, uh, I think for referral partners is just becoming friends with people. You can give gifts and stuff like that. And, and, and yeah. so maybe there's a way, like you said, creative way to, uh, to, to meet a, um, a accountant. Right. You know, that's, yeah. that's, especially that's, with an interesting new type of loan. You want to make that introduction to accountants cause they're looking, you know, right now, especially they're looking at their client's portfolio and they're saying, yeah, you should probably refinance. Right. Or you should do this or and Take you know out what? a second. Accountants love numbers. They love to crunch numbers. They love yeah. math, all that stuff. I, I was with one last night, actually, just chatting, having a glass of wine. And he was telling me that, like, well, I told him about the program, like bank statements. Like, we don't even use tax returns. And he was like, really? Like, wow, okay, I could see that. That makes sense. And it saw his brain, like, start working, you know. And But uh, it's, it's true. So you were mentioning earlier um, about finding something that works 
you know, testing a bunch of different things, find something that works and then put more money into it. So tell us about how you would scale or what, what do you think is a good way to scale that? Well, uh, great question, by the way. First of all, data doesn't lie. So I look at all the data Mm -hmm. and look at what's worked, what hasn't worked, and then I start scaling on that. Now, how do you know what works? Well, what works is if somebody's clicking through and either calling you or they're going to a a website that you've set up a landing page and they're filling out something. Um, or, you know, they're texting you. you got to be very diligent about tracking all this stuff. I mean, there are systems that do it for you, but they're probably too expensive for the individual loan officer. I mean, mm-hmm. for an office, you might want to invest in it. So once I have the data, I can see, yeah, this story resonated. This, um, this particular activity I did online resonated. Uh, and then I, I look at that and I say, okay, how do I create a more creative you know, set of content around that. Mm-hmm. And I put it on a calendar, like I, what I call a content calendar. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, next Tuesday I'm doing this, next Thursday this, next Saturday that. To get organized. You get organized and you know the subjects that are resonating with your audience because you've mm-hmm. tested them. And you just do more and more and more of that. Right. You got to get creative around it because you don't want to be boring. But there's so many things I could do with a with just non-QM as a subject right. that uh, I know I can make it extremely interested to people without sat- coming across as boring and as you know uh, an accountant would yeah. on a program like this. Is there any way to automate it? Well, I do automation with uh, drip emails. So once okay. I get them to sign up with their email, then I automate it with drip emails. Is there a um, program that, that's good for that? Or is it just Outlook? I mean, there's Outlook so or? many. Uh, I wouldn't use Outlook. I'd, I'd use like a... MailChimp uh, or something. MailChimp, I think, is doing it now. Infusionsoft. Depends on how much you want to invest. And if you've got Salesforce in your office, Salesforce will certainly do it. Right. Uh, there's a, You just need a CRM with marketing automation. That's there's good. There's a lot of inexpensive options that are out there. That's good. Good. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, and then I guess the, one of the last questions I have is, is, you know, you see as, as someone who's an influencer yourself and you, you work with influencers, how do people stand out and get people's attention? Like, cause you know, people are flipping through, right. You gotta be able to stop, get them to stop and look and, yeah. and, and, and have a moment to, so how do you get them to do that? How do you get someone to like <laughs> pay attention to you? I guess that's the million dollar question. It billion is dollar million. question, right? It is. So first of all, you got to find your niche. Yeah. Why are you different? And it might just be your personality. I don't have that kind of personality. Like some of these people out there that, you know, you just turn on and you're like instantly mesmerized by, but I could do it with any other ways, like educational content with colors around me, Yeah. you know, with certain types of funny videos, right. you just got to find creative ways with connecting with people. And that's really it. And connecting with your audience uh, mm-hmm. primarily in a creative, interesting way that doesn't bore them. Um, and that takes a lot of experimentation. Now, you might want to ask people around you, hey, what's my best quality about my personality? Or, you know, right. how, how do you, what do you think of this creative idea or that creative idea? And then you just have to experiment. You got to get out there and do it, which is the hardest part for most people yeah. is just putting it together, getting out and doing it. Uh, but I promise you, over time, as long as you're measuring the results, you will find a niche that works with people and it will help you in your business. That's cool. Yeah, and, and the last thing I like to ask my my uh, hope, my guests is you know as a entrepreneur as a uh, someone who's successful you've obviously had failures in your life mm-hmm. all of us have what would be like an example of maybe your favorite failure favorite failure oh boy okay well I catch cut you off I'm going to take one on the the real estate uh, you guys probably remember 2004 2005 the good times it was even 2000 <laughs> no this is the turn so 2006 oh, 2007 2008, 2008 okay yeah. there was 2007 so I bought a a big apartment building in in Florida which yep. is 
way more uh, volatile than, than California. And I wanted to turn it turn it into condos. And as I was trying to turn into condos, the market was turning on me quick, way quicker than California. Yeah. And I hadn't been through this. And I've only been I'd only been successful in Florida before with investing in real estate. I had an office building and homes that were all sold for a big profit. This thing freaking turned on me quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd never seen I'll never invest in Florida again, at least not big, <laughs> big, big projects. There's a lot of condos going up in Florida right now. <laughs> yeah. So I had to negotiate like hell my way out of that one. And it hurt financially really hard. Well, you I learned mean, some lessons, huh? A sum? I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. learned a lot. But did it make you not? I mean, it made you not want to invest in Florida, uh, but did it make you just... He's very, more cautious. very careful about where I put my money now because yeah. that one hurt big time. Interesting. Well, cool. Well, thanks for coming on and sharing my all pleasure. Your, your good advice, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you guys are looking for more content like this, we have a Fun Loans YouTube channel where we give away more tips, secrets, and origination ideas. You can also email us at info at funloans.com. And if you've made it this far, I think it's safe to say you like our content. So please subscribe, share, and send us your scenarios. Let's Fun Loans together.